Are you hesitating to take the next step in your e-commerce journey? Founder Plus has you covered with proven frameworks tailored to your business needs for fast results, a supportive community of over 30,000 like-minded entrepreneurs and weekly live mentorship sessions. Founder Plus is your key to success. Try Founder Plus today for just $1 for seven days and start building your dream business with confidence. You can visit founder.com forward slash start dollar trial or click the link in the description to claim your trial. What you need is thirst. You need to be a thirsty human. Who is intent on learning. It's a really fascinating, fascinating exploration of human potential. Now. Now. now, the Founder Podcast. Even the greatest entrepreneurs had help. If you want to learn from the most successful founders on the planet, you are in the right place. Branson, Mark Cuban, Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, Ariana Huffington, Ghost, Steve Case, Gary V, Sophia Amoroso, Robert Corcoran, Damon John. Learn from the greatest minds in business today with interviews hosted by Nathan Chan. This is not your average entrepreneur podcast. The Founder Podcast. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Before we start today's episode, I just want to let you know that our goal at Founder is to help entrepreneurs succeed however we can by giving away high quality content in the form of interviews, blog posts, podcasts, YouTube videos, you name it. We put out so much content to help you. And another interesting project that we're working on right now is partnering with world-class founders like Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills like negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free trainings with founders like this, which is 100% free, just go to founder.com forward slash free. Okay, so now let's talk about today's episode.
Hey guys, Nathan Chan here, CEO and publisher of Founder Magazine. Look, this is a little bit different to our usual format because I wanted to take the time to address everything that's happening in the world right now with the coronavirus, COVID-19. Now, I know you might be going through a really tough time right now. It is you know, just crazy, everything that is happening around the world. And at Founder, you know, we're here to help support you however we can. We're putting out so much content to help you on this journey. And our mission hasn't changed. We're here to help founders start and grow their business however they can. So we actually had a video scheduled to go out, but because of everything that's happening and we're trying to produce a lot more content now with everything that's happening around the virus, around what you can do with your business, because I know you must be going through some really tough times right now um, and everything that's going on in the world we had to get our business coach and mentor, Steve McLeod, to come in and do an interview. Now he's got a you know, fire background. He used to be a firefighter um, and you know, he's an extremely successful founder and he's also our business coach. So he's built a very, very big business uh, in the fire and safety space and uh, here in Australia. So I wanted to sit down with him and just give you guys a bit of an insight around what like Steve thinks you should be thinking about and what he's telling us we should be thinking about. And, you know, right now everybody is working from home at Founder. So, um, yeah, look, I hope you are doing okay. Stay safe. We're going to continue to put out content to help and serve you however we can. And uh, now let's jump into that interview. So we're doing an impromptu interview, kind of really late notice uh, with one of my mentors and coaches and also like a mentor and coach to the whole founder team uh, where he's gonna really talk to you around kind of what we should be thinking about when it comes to the coronavirus, the pandemic, what's happening with your business, what should you be doing, what should you be thinking about? Um, because let's be honest, like we're not immune to it either at Founder. We've got a lot of things going on that we need to work through as well to, to make sure that we can you know, build a sustainable company and you know, um, every, everyone's experiencing it right now. So uh, Steve, I won't give you a handshake. We're gonna do an elbow. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for taking the time. So guys, this is Steve McLeod. He's the uh, founder of a company called Fire and Safety Australia. And he's also the founder of a company called Courage for Profit. And he's wrote an incredible book as well, uh, which, you know, I've learned so much from Steve. I'm in, like immensely grateful for all the help that he's given me and the mentorship and coaching and like founder wouldn't be where it is today. So I just really wanted to say thank you, Steve, for coming down late notice. It's literally Friday, almost 7 p.m., and I said to Steve, like, we need to get this content out to really just, just help our community because we want, we want to put out more content to help you guys. We know you're looking for answers. We know that you need help. And uh, Steve's extremely qualified to, to kind of share. And uh, we're going to have a candid conversation around what you should be thinking about. So thanks so much, Steve. Yeah, uh, no worries. Good to be here. Yeah. So first question I asked, like, I've interviewed you before, a while ago, Um How'd you get your job? Like, just for context for people, yeah, no like, why, why are you qualified to kind of share like what people should be thinking about right now during these times? So I'm not the typical business consultant. So I started off, I was a firefighter. So I spent eight and a half years full-time dealing with life and death situations. Um, lots of different disasters and challenges that happened across Melbourne and across Sydney. Uh, I then started a company called Fire and Safety Australia. It's well over 150 people now build into a national successful business, revenue in the tens of millions of dollars per year. 
I then started working and mentoring people because a lot of people wanted to grow their business. So I started training for the entrepreneurs organization where you and I first met. I would have trained nearly a thousand business owners from 250,000 revenue to $50 million a year. Fell in love with it, retired out of my CEO role day to day and my founder role. And now I work with about, you know, 20 small and medium businesses. So I've probably worked with a thousand businesses in the last five years. Um, They've done a pretty good job, including with founder about helping a lot of them to be able to grow. And, you know, I've really been spending the last two weeks since this sort of crisis has happened, you know, working through my own business and making sure that we've got the right measures in place and working with about 20 businesses day and night from six in the morning to, you know, you and I were text messaging at 1.30 a.m. or something last night. So um, hopefully I can help your audience today with some key things to think about with this current crisis, knowing that I've helped a lot of businesses in the last couple of weeks and for many years with my background. Yeah, look, so yeah, with your background and everything that we're thinking about and the stuff that you think that um, is really, really important, I had to get you to come on and share because I think um, you can provide a lot of value to people. So first of all, like if anybody has a business, uh, no matter where their revenue's at, let's just say they're working on it full time, you know, they, they, they generate uh, sales hopefully every day, yeah. um, like, like, you know, sub, let's just say 100K, all the way up to tens of millions, hundreds yeah. of millions a year. What what should be like? Let's just say sub hundred k to you know a couple of million a year. What should be people be thinking about whether they have a team or not, or they're a solopreneur? What 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 do people need to be doing right now? So to give this some context, I'm going to approach this the same way. I um, a chair of a couple of boards with business well over a hundred million dollars. Yep. With the same way for businesses that are a hundred thousand dollars, right? Yeah. Which is I think business owners now more than ever need to understand first of all where are they at. Yep. Like right now, is this an opportunity for them to grow or are they sort of, you know, getting beaten around the head a little bit at the moment and going backwards? So the first thing is to understand, well, where am I up to? And is it opportunities that we need to look at or is it actually protection we need to make sure and survival? Yes. So then I like to understand what are the different scenarios. So we can't predict the future. It's more an uncertain time than ever, probably in the history of the world. But what are the different scenarios and impacts and what does that look like? So if our sales went back 10% or 30% or 50%, what does that mean for us? Does that mean we need to look at our costs more harshly and understand where do we spend money? Or does it mean that the opportunity is for us to grow and to look at where we're going to invest money to grow? Um, The next thing is I think they've got to be transparent with their team. Like if they've got a team, I think you've got to be open and say, this is where the business is up to. We're either fighting and we're fighting to stay alive and survive, or this is an opportunity for us to be able to grow the business. But I think the worst thing they can do is put their head in the sand. Um, I've found a lot of business owners in the last couple of weeks that I've worked with, they're going through this huge period of uncertainty and they're really confused around what to do. Mm. And I think if you're a leader, whether you're a leader of one just with yourself or a leader of hundreds of people, you've got to have, well, what's the certainty? What are the decisions that we can control? We can't control what the government does. We can't control anything about the virus, but what we can control is our plans how aggressive we are with our plans internally in the business and what decisions we make. So I'm really trying to get businesses to almost bin their next 12 months of plans. Whatever we thought 2020 was going to be, it's not going to be. It's going to be different. It's going to be better or it's maybe going to be worse. But what are the key things we need to do over the next 90 days? What are the key sort of three things for us to focus on? Whether it's we need to drastically reduce costs because our revenue has fallen off a cliff. Let's go in and look at it hard to make sure we've got survival. 
or maybe there's opportunities for us to be able to grow. There's opportunities for us to be able to grow. How do we invest better in sales and marketing? You know, delivering on our promises, helping a lot of people. But I think the most important thing is they've just got to get straight with where are they today and then have a plan around how can we create certainty? Certainty for ourselves, for our team, and what are those key things we need to do to bring the business back? So one thing that I found interesting when you know this all started happening, I didn't, um, you said like, you know, I was one of the last clients of yours and to, to call you and more because like I was kind of like, I wasn't really paying that much attention, we're doing okay. And and one thing you said was like, you know, obviously cut costs, right? Work on work on cost cutting, um, which, you know, we're, we're doing bits and pieces there. But then you also said, that um, you know, don't stop sales and marketing. Yeah. Why? So good points, right? So I think we've got to be spending money in the right reasons. So when I say cut costs, you probably have to have a view, which is, you know, is do we have an opportunity to grow during this, or do, is our focus on survival? If our focus is on survival, then we have to look more at our cost, going what's nice to have versus what do we have to have, have to have or must to operate the business. Don't go and cut those things. Yes. But. If we're in a business and survival, we've got to make sure that we get aggressive with cost early. Most business owners that I've worked with in the last few weeks and with different challenges around turnarounds in the past, they're way too slow. Mm. So right now we need to model and say, if we're doing 20% less revenue, 30%, 50%, what decisions do we have to make? How are we going to get our costs under control? But the reason I talk about investing in sales and marketing is because most businesses going through this that have a negative revenue impact that's how they're going to get back. Mm. Like sales is king. You know, a lot of people don't like sales and say sales is a dirty word, but for most businesses going through this, sales is what's going to get them through. Costs might be able to lean it out a little bit more yeah. and maybe give us more opportunity, but we've got to be out there. So it's from what I've seen with businesses lately, it's cheaper to get in front of customers now online than what it was a month ago. Yeah. Every industry might be different, but that's what I've found recently. Yeah. So how do we get in front of our customers? I think the other thing is to actually think about where is my focus going? Right now, unless you've got a business which has in-demand products and services due to the current coronavirus crisis, it's going to be hard to get in front of cold traffic and to get more people in. Most people forget about their existing customers. Mm. If I look at all the businesses that I've worked with, all of them that have been able to really dig down deep on their existing customers have always been able to do well. So right now is the time for us to look at our existing customers and say, what industry segments, if we're in a business-to-business -business sales environment, or with our consumers, what are the key things that they need from us right now? How can we help them? And what products or services can we do to try and get them through it? So I think generally, unless you've got an in-demand product or service with the current environment, harder with new customers, but we've got to go all in on existing customers. Like, let's not give our existing customers any reason to not be happy with us. Let's have 10 out of 10 service. Let's support them, let's help them. Let's even actually just reach out to them and say, how are you going? And really use the personal connection to try and build a relationship with them because maybe our customers are doing it tough now as well. Yeah, and like, what are your thoughts around like changing positioning, messaging for this point in time? Like, because um, I've spoken to a few founders already and we're, we're gonna do like a whole series on this stuff. Like we're speaking to like, like founders of all varied levels of businesses, what are they doing? And just like, because this is like, this is what everyone's talking about and we, we need to provide content to help people. So what are your pieces, what do you, like I've noticed a, a, quite a few are changing their messaging and finding that that's actually landing. So like sales might've gone down, but now they've changed their messaging and, and things are starting to come back online. Good point. So I think 
What's been amazing um, to actually see in the last few weeks, and I would have spoken to at least 30 different business owners from you know, 200,000 up to $150 million. And this has caused people to really innovate. Those businesses that are really suffering, like you've got to innovate harder than ever before. You've got to think, what are the problems my customers are trying to solve? Mm. Like what are those, you know, your term is painkiller products. What are the things yeah. I can use to help them to really get through this? Now, my, my only caution on that would be, we need to think about our brand and any business that tries to um, use this as a targeting way and which you, it could be seen as a, as a way to profit from this mm. can be seen really poorly. So previously in natural disasters in Australia, I've seen people do that and it's really brand damaging. So I wanna make sure that our messaging is how can we help people? So maybe there's free content, maybe there's uh, product demonstrations or trials, or maybe there's something we can do to help people. Let's not go and um, take advantage of people. Let's make sure we help people with the areas they really need. So I think making sure our message is clearer than ever before, particularly with the existing customers to say, this is how we can help you. This is how the current environment has changed our business. Therefore, this is how we're gonna to pivot to really get you through it. Yeah, no, I love that because that kind of brings me to my next point is if you are, if you, if you, if your messaging right now isn't landing, which that might happen to people, they might need to change it up to show how, like why their product or service is needed and is going to help that person or business. Um, like I think what's going through some people's heads is is being scared to just to go out there and sell. Yeah. But then also you know, not only that, but like, you know, really kind of thinking like, because people are getting angry. I, I, I see like it, because people people remember like who was there for them during this time and, and like, you know, who actually, like who, who actually did care versus, but then you have to, you know, worry about getting your own business and house in order. It's, yeah, it's, it's very tricky. Look, I think that um, now more than ever, it's important. And I, this during any times of crisis is what's helped me in my history as well. But going back to our purpose, which is why are we actually in business? Because events like this actually shape the reason why a lot of us are in business. And a lot of us are in business to help people. I know I love working with Founder because you're there to help people. All of my businesses that I operate are actually there to help people. And this is a great opportunity to say, well, how are we gonna help people with what our product or service is? So um, there's nothing wrong with selling. Every business and every person sells something as long as we're selling it in the right way, which is trying to help people and by delivering on our promises and giving people value for money, we need to be more out there and aggressive with sales than ever. Because if we just decide to sit on our hands and wait for things to change, we could be too late. And unfortunately, I think there's gonna be a lot of businesses that aren't gonna make it through this because they're not gonna have the hustle, they're not gonna have the sales because they're not gonna have the activity. So now is more important than ever be in contact, whether it's phone, whether it's email, whether it's video calls, like being in front of our customers now is so critical because they'll remember us and they'll be there with us. But if we forget about them now, they're gonna go somewhere else. So we need to make sure that we're in front of them and helping them with what their challenges are and talking to them. You know, some of the best things that some of the business that I've worked with in the last week have done, is they've actually reached out and talked to 10 customers to understand what's going on. How does this affect your industry? How does this affect your business? How can I help you? Now, a lot of businesses are probably learning now, they should have been doing this months ago, which is actually out talking with people or emailing people or on the phone, but now they have to do it. 
If we don't understand our customer's mindset, if we don't understand what their pain points are and how to help them, you know, we could go out of business. Yeah, so talk to me around mindset because I know it's something you're really big on, myself too, and I think there's a, there's a, there's a really big trap around your own bias. Yeah. Um, like I was sharing with you just before offline, like, um, you know, on the Saturday, I, I, I don't really pay much attention to the media and the news, and on the Saturday, I went deep. And it just absolutely just fucked with my head. Yeah. And I went into panic mode. I was like, oh, my God. And um, and I just realized, like, what it was doing to my mind. So I think you can, you, can, you can be really optimistic and have, you know, your head in the sand not paying attention and, like, you know, like you said, like thinking everything's going to be okay. Or you can be in panic mode. And I think it's got to be somewhere in between around controlling the controllables. But what should people be thinking about when it comes to mindset and getting their head right? Because... It's all about those decisions you make, you know? So look, I think it's more important than ever to actually have some real certainty within the business, within the teams we lead. So there are huge pressures for a lot of us at the moment, you know, trying to keep businesses alive and survive. Those are going through tough times or actually trying to keep up with demand for those that are actually going through some better times. What I've found a lot of business owners and they're in this state of fear at the moment and the state of fear is completely understandable. And if we had no fear whatsoever, there's probably something wrong with us. But the best thing we can do for ourselves in our business is get some certainty. It's uncertain what's gonna happen in the world, but within your four walls of your business, within your community, let's get some certainty, which to me is, what does success look like over the next 30 days? Like what are the key decisions we need to make? Maybe we need to go and do some more sales activity. Maybe we need to pivot our product. You know, one of my businesses relies heavily on face-to-face training. Even a lot of my consulting is face-to-face. So it's about doing more on video or doing more over the phone and doing it in a different way. So we've got to think about our product and pivoting it. And we've got to think about how do we actually keep our team knowing that we're going to get through this. So I found a lot of business owners really struggled. Like for businesses that are suffering at the moment, you know, should I be honest with my team? Do I, you know, sort of pull the curtain shut and just close my door? And my advice is not that at all. I think we've got to be straight up and honest and say, you know what, team? We haven't faced something like this since our generation. You know, 80 years ago, World War II was probably the last time that the world was in a state it is now. So it's even more important than ever to be honest with our team, but to say, this is the way forward. This is how you can help us. This is how we can get back. And a lot of businesses that I've been in, whether it's in person or even virtually over this last week, I'm seeing like founders crush it out with their teams, more discipline than ever before, more work ethic than ever before, because they're actually right now, they know that failure is not an option. So I think by actually going and saying, how are we gonna get this right? What levers do I need to push or pull? Keeping it to two or three, that's when I get things going. Also for me, I'm looking at the news once a day. Yeah. If you're just on your phone back and forth all the time, listening to all the bad news in the world, it will affect your state. So try and get rid of that shit. Leave it to the end of the day. I was just sharing with you offline. I look at it once a day, 6, 7 p.m. once I'm done and before I start working for the night shift and just try and stay away from that stuff and worry about what you can control. Try and not worry about what you can't control, but go all in, like 10 out of 10 work ethic on what you can control. I said this to a group of founders yesterday, like right now, if you're not working 15 plus hours a day, if you're in an area that has opportunity and a business has opportunity and you're not working that time to, to really seize your opportunity, or if you're in a business that's suffering that could die, like you gotta be going all in, you know, like relentless discipline day after day, every day, 
You gotta gut in with you and your team and that'll get you through it. Putting your head in the sand is gonna get you nowhere. My next question is around kind of um, a lot of people are working from home while they're sending their teams home and, and everyone's working remotely now. Like, so the founder team, uh, thankfully, Charlie's in and, and uh, is able to shoot right now. Um, but uh, yeah, look, he, he's made that sacrifice and uh, I, I'm truly grateful for that. So we can put out this content for, for the community, but um, you know, a lot of people sent their team home working remotely. Uh, like what should people be doing there, especially around trust, that might be a new thing for people, especially around accountability, um, especially around leadership and, yep. and like, you know, like actually getting things done. Like, like what, what, yeah. So I think this is a great example where you have to have more discipline and alignment than you had in the past. Yep. Because you may not, if you've decided to have some people working at home, have the opportunity to do a stand-up meeting. But there's no reason we can't be doing that virtually. So connection is more important. We don't wanna leave people who are on their own away from their leaders and away from their team. A lot of people do their best work and get energy from connection to their team. Mm. So I think more important than ever, I would be looking at some sort of daily contact. Yep. So if you're running a small team, say less than eight people, some sort of daily contact. It might be a quick online meeting for 15 minutes, or it might be a phone call if your staff are remote but something to keep everyone there every day, the daily huddle type of format. In terms of alignment and accountability, ideally each person has an understanding about, well, what do they need to do to help the business move forward? Yep. So more than ever, like what are those key three or four things that each person can do to really move the business forward during this tough time? So I love the idea of having a dashboard. Like what are those key KPIs, key tasks, everyone dialing in on a video meeting and doing that once per week? You know, I talked to you at Founder and a lot of other businesses about this, but I love this concept of relentless discipline. You know, relentless discipline is what moves businesses forward and gets them through difficult times. So get your team together, 30 minutes, 60 minutes, once a week, talk about those key priorities on how to move the business forward. And that's what's going to help the alignment. I do think you have to have more trust than what people might've had before. But let's try and not micromanage people. Let's go and say, here are our goals over the next week. If you can get this done, this will really help us either improve on our situation or seize the opportunity that's available for us today. But have a regular discipline, a regular rhythm, whether it's daily or weekly, but don't have it less than weekly. Yeah, so like we're, right now we're just doing 15 minute daily huddle. Uh, what have you worked on between now and last meeting? What are you working on between now and next? And do you have any blockers? Yeah, great. Yeah. And the, the, that's so just exact, short yeah. and sharp, yeah. right? Short and sharp, but keeping it regular, then you're getting some contact. And the idea is that just as a team, you go, what are the critical things we need to solve? Yep. And then you as the CEO of the business, you can catch up with people individually afterwards. Yep. I also think that there is going to be a real trap with people working remotely and they're just gonna be emailing everyone every day. Mm. And so I think that can really lose personal connection. And if I look at a lot of the challenges where I've had business partners that have gone into conflict or senior teams that are not doing well, the reason is because they actually stop talking to each other. Mm -hmm. So if there's one thing I can highlight from that, stay away from the email. Email is a great follow-up tool. It's a pretty shitty communication tool. Yeah. But actually speak to people on the phone, speak to people via video meeting, you're gonna be able to accomplish it so much better. Stay away from email. Yeah, so one thing I think I'm gonna do because um, yeah, we, we in some ways we were kind of trained for this at Founder because we had um, work from home Thursdays, and um, yeah, well that's a whole another story. But anyways, uh, like you know we do the fifteen minutes. But I was thinking, you know, I'm feeling a little bit kind of like that disconnection, like like myself as well. And um, 
I was thinking like after the, you know, the, the 15 minute daily stand up, like it, it's usually about, you know, 11.55, like we can just come into lunch and like if yeah. anyone wants to stay on, then we can just hang out, you yeah. know? So I just, yeah, I agree that, that we're going to kind of tweak that piece there because I think what, that's important. One of the other things that I'm pretty sure you've got at Founder is the virtual coffee or the virtual catch up. So, yeah. you know, maybe you could look at, because I know how many people get energy from their teams. Yeah. And if you go and put them on their own in front of a computer, they might not be doing their best work. Yeah. So maybe think about, is there a rhythm or a structure? So to me, rather than you going and mandating and saying, this is what you'll do, next time you're on a huddle with the team, ask them and say, you know what team, I'm not sure that we're gonna be able to work at our best because we're so used to joking around and having fun together. What could we do? Mm-hmm. What's something we could do today? What's something we could do this week to get that communication flowing and actually to still have some fun together? I don't know, maybe people are into video games or there's something cool that they could have as a challenge with online um, video or something like that. Yeah, that's a cool idea. I like that one. Let's talk about cash in bank, cash flow reserves. Um, In times like these, how much should you prepare for? Because like right right now it's the 20th of March. So depending on when people are listening to this, you kind of see what what kind of stage we're at with all yep. this virus stuff. So it kind of really hit the fan, I'd say, a week ago, right? Yeah, I reckon last Friday, in yep. Australia anyway, yep. I reckon last Friday they cancelled a few very large public events. Yep. And that's where I think the world changed for people living here. I know overseas it might have been before then. Yep. Every country's been a bit different. Yep. So so we're about a week in, so, so give or take. I know people might have been experienced a little bit the week before, but like, yep. yeah. So um, for us it's online, so it, it kind of varies. But yeah, so... Um, in the Western world for us, yeah, I think predominantly it was last Friday. So it's been a week in, like, I know a lot of people, um, are, are, you know, trying to prepare for winter, uh, you know, yeah. so, so because I think it's going to get much worse before it gets better. So let's talk about cash flow reserves. What should people be thinking about during times like this? What kind of goals, like, should they have? Is it three months? Is it six months? Uh, is three months operating expenses? Like, what, like, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, good question. I think... I think it's a really difficult question, but I'll give you some thoughts on it, right? Yeah. I mean, most people will talk about three months of operating expenses, yeah. which is if you switched off revenue tomorrow. So if you're a product business and you switched off revenue, you're not paying cost of goods sold. You're not going and buying more inventory. You're not buying more raw materials, but what are actual operating expenses? Yep. So let's say you've got a business that's a million dollar business yep. and you've got operating expenses of $200,000 a year or something like that, about yep. 16 grand a month. Yep. To me, I'd be trying to have 50 grand in the bank as a minimum. Yep. Now, not every business is gonna be at that point. A lot of businesses that have previously gone through high growth won't. And as businesses get bigger, it's very hard to have that amount of cash flow reserves once you get above 5 million, 10 million, 50 million, 100 million, yep. just because the amount of cash that you have to have. So they might have debt facilities or loan facilities of lines of credit or similar. Yep. So ideally three months, but to be honest, cash is king. Like in this current environment, the more cash that you've got at bank, the more opportunities that you've got to either survive if you're in a really difficult industry right now that's getting hammered, that's going to give you more runway. It's going to give you more opportunities to live and to continue fighting. If you're in an industry that's going well, it means you can continue to invest in growth. You invest in marketing. You can have your sales teams. You can actually look at how to actually continue to grow. So to be honest, cash is king right now. Different governments around the world have done different things for businesses as well. Yep. And I know that there's some loans available. There's some tax relief. So I'd encourage you to go to a reputable source in your country and go, what's available to us as business owners? Because whilst I think most governments are too slow to react and they don't really think about small businesses enough, there are some things available. But cash is king right now. So 
The number one thing that I've said to businesses that I've worked with that are generally on the larger side is every dollar of expense that we save is a dollar towards break even if they're not doing well or a dollar in profit and a dollar in cash. So if you literally think about every single dollar that you go and spend right now is the difference of a dollar cash in the bank. And so, you know, I know at Founder and many other businesses, I've worked with them to try and say, where are we spending money that is nice to have, but we don't have to have? And I think the needs versus wants is the most critical thing a business owner can do right now. What do you need to have? If you're a product business, you need stock to sell. You need to be able to market to customers. You probably need some team members or you need an ability to communicate with customers. But what are the luxuries? What are the things that you can live without? So I'm all in for investing in sales and growth, provided that customers are buying and continue to buy. Yep. But think about how can we do that a bit smarter? What are the, what's the fact that we can trim out of the business? What are the discretionary expenses? And how do we tighten up? Now, every business will be affected by this differently. And most businesses would always do better by thinking about what should they spend versus what's a luxury. But I think it's going to help them now. Yeah. Um, look, I have a question that... Um it just just kind of come to me around that piece and it's like you know sometimes when and this is unfortunately going to happen to many businesses it's terrible and then some people are going to get sick it's 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 really bad i really feel for people um but sometimes you know you hear these stories of people where they're in this situation where their business is going under right yeah. and things aren't good but they tip more cash in or they yeah. go go get a loan from the bank or they go raise some capital from you know Friends, family, friends, family, right, right. Like, and it's kind of good money after bad. Yeah. So, like, what do people do there? Like, how do you know? Like, how do you know when to let go? Yeah, it's a really hard question. I think, uh, but a great question. Look, I think you've got to have a view, which is what can you control and what can't you control? There's a lot of businesses now that are doing it tough. But I also know there's business owners and founders that are working harder than before to go, what does my customer need? So I want to go really deep and say, who is our ideal customer? Like who have we been serving? So maybe for example, now our current product or service isn't right, but consumers have gone crazy for silly items like toilet paper. So how do we become and sell the toilet paper example in our industry? The best way to do that is to understand who our customers are. So speak to them. Everyone loves to email their customers, but they never get a true window into how their customers are feeling. So speak to them, ring them up, ask them how they're going, ask them what they need. If you can solve their problems now, you'll have a relationship with them for the rest of their life. But you've got to go really deep on understanding your customers and what they need and how you can help them through it. Good money after bad is really tough. I think it depends on how long this is going to last. But my view is still very optimistic in terms of the world. I don't believe this is going to be like this for the rest of our lives. They're, they're like, it's winter, but after winter comes spring and summer. So I have a view, which is you've got to gut it out. You know, if we have to gut it out for the next six months, if our revenue is shit and we've got to work it through, like we've got to survive at all costs for those businesses that are in hard industries. You've got to push forward. You've got to work harder than you've ever worked before. You've got to pivot your product, but you've got to stay alive and you've got to do the greatest good for the greatest number. So I talk a lot about this in the last week, which is triage. And triage was from my uh, emergency services background. And what it means is greatest good for greatest number. So you might not be able to save every employee in the business, even though you try really hard. You might not be able to save every contractor. You might not even be able to save every client. 
but doing the best you can for as long as you can with as many people as you can, that's the only thing you can do. You wanna get through the other side of this going, I did everything that I could. I left nothing on the table. Everything that I could have done, I would have done. If you go and truly fall at the end of this after giving everything 100%, no one else could have done any better. Yeah, no, really inspirational. I think like times like this, I know like, um, you know, you're working around the clock. You said like, um, you know, you're super tired. Uh, like, should, like, what about balance though, man? Like, are you looking after yourself? Like, yeah. So look, I mean, um, you know, I've got pretty strong views about this at the best of times. Yeah. So growing my business from one person to 150 people, I would have worked really hard. And I don't really know how many hours I worked. I just worked as long as it took for as much as it took. Yeah, me too. So, yeah. and you, you do exactly the same. You, you know, out of all the business I work with, you'd be in the top couple of hardest working people that I work with, right? And it's, and it's an honor because you're always gutting in and getting it done. So I talk about relentless discipline and relentless discipline means doing whatever it takes over and over, day in, day out, week in, week out. That's what helps companies grow and be successful. It's what helps founder grow, but it's also what helps get you through the tough times. So I feel now more than ever, like if you're not, you know, yesterday, as an example, I know, I reckon I went to bed at 2.30 a.m. I was up at 6 a.m. And you know what? I've probably done that for five days this week, helping businesses that I work with, my own businesses, and making sure that everyone's got support. I know you and I were texting between 12.30 a.m. and 1.30 a.m. last night, like whatever was happening three months ago when business was nice and stable, sure. But right now you gotta get all in. So the four hour work week is probably not the strategy for founders at the moment, yeah. right? It's probably the you know, 20 hour work day or something like that at the moment. Like how do we gut in? How do we lead our teams through it? I want your teams at the moment to see that you're going all in, you're taking the advantage of the opportunities that are there or you're doing whatever it's taking to seize the opportunity that's, that's, that's there if the business is going backwards. But yeah, you gotta work harder than ever. So let's talk about leadership because that's one thing I've learned a lot uh, about from you. I, to be honest, and I've never told you this, I never thought in the early days of founder that leadership mattered or was important. And over time, um, I've just begun to realize like it's just everything because you can't grow your company to a certain stage unless you have a team and incredible people around you and then the reflection of that company's growth a majority of it is 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 from the team right so um like how like what what is the mindset or or what should be people be doing as as like a really great leader during these difficult times so i think a couple of things come to mind and i think these things are difficult times it's just a magnification of what you should be doing during normal times but the first one is i think you've got to be transparent with your team Don't bullshit them and tell them everything's great if it's not. Don't go and tell them that we're dying if we're not. Like, just be honest and say, this is where we're up to. Give them some certainty. You know, if you're a leader, you have a responsibility to your team to talk to them about what the key priorities are of the next 30 and 90 days. So don't get them, try and avoid them being stressed about things we can't control and just go, what can we do today to move the business forward? How many calls can we make? How many people can we do a video call with? How many emails can I send? How do we pivot our product? Like we need to be clearer than ever around like the top three priorities for the next even 30 days because people want leadership. If your team are coming to the office not knowing what's going on, not knowing what we're doing about it, not knowing about the business, they're probably looking at news around the world and going, 
this could be really bad. They're then fearful about their roles. They're then fearful when talking to customers. They're fearful around the team and that fear is gonna propagate. I'm not saying go out and tell them that it's all roses, but be honest with them and say, this is how you can help us with this at this point in time. These are the things that I need from you. One of the things I always talk to you about is courage. Mm. You know, I think courage is something that's not spoken about in leadership circles. And for me, it's generally talking about in military and emergency services. But the reason I love to talk about courage is as a leader, you've got to have the courage to move the business forward, the courage to make difficult decisions. And right now, I think leaders need to be extremely decisive. As much as I love a consultative management style and I love asking people for opinions, you know, my fire brigade experience tells me when things are burning down, you've got to make decisive, quick decisions. You know, my favorite quote around this, as you know, is the George Patton quote. It says a good plan executed violently now is better than the perfect plan next week. So let's work out those key priorities. Let's align our team. Let's tell them how it is, not better or not worse. And let's go and execute on those priorities violently. Doing that and having the courage to follow it through, the relentless discipline to do what needs to be done, that's what's going to see us through. So you talk about like certainty and, you know, controller controllables and, and like modeling. What, what, what should people be doing there around costs and, and, and like, you know, everything that's happening? So I think right now it's more important than ever to understand what our numbers are. So if you're in an industry right now or a business that's going backwards and, you know, revenues come back a bit, more than ever you need to understand, well, what's my real state of play? What's my break even in the business? And actually model it out. So I've done a lot of sessions with business owners in this last week saying, let's say we've got a business that does $50,000 a month. Yep. You know, and there's three people in that business. What about if sales come back 20% and they're in an industry that could come back? Yep. What if they come back 50%? What are the decisions? Now, most people just look at me like, why would we want to think about that? That's worst case. I'm not trying to say that worst case will happen, but I'm trying to get a plan. So each of those founders, I've sat down with them and their team and I've said, Show me the model on how the business will survive 50% less. Show me what you would have to do. And they plot out the numbers, they look at their revenue, they look at their expenses, and then they say, this is our negative result. And then I say, well, what decision would you have to make? If we're back here in a week and we're 50% less in revenue, what decisions are you going to make? And most people are really find that very difficult. But I say to them, look, if you actually know the decisions you're going to make, if you actually list down those decisions, and you have a scenario that says, you know what, I can survive. If we're back 10%, this is what I do. I bring in these three costs and I might remove one person. If we come back 50%, this is what I would do. If I come back 70%, what would I do? To actually have something, your sort of scenario planning that says, if this, do this, and we know we'll get through it, that's what's gonna help you. So I've had a lot of founders that have used that and they felt a sense of freedom. Mm. Like I even had a founder that's gone through some really difficult times this week and he said, Steve, I actually now feel that I know what to do. So if the world comes back and he's 50% less in revenue, he's 70% less in revenue, he actually knows what can be done. So I think certainty comes from knowing what actions we're going to take. Yeah, I love that, man. What about like for your team and planning if they get sick? Yeah. Right, like like they get the coronavirus, like they have to be out for like a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, like like what what do you sh what should people be doing there in terms of contingency? I think this is a really good question. I'm going to use the example of what we did at Founder. Yep. So one of the things that we did at Founder uh, last week, actually it was earlier this week. This feels like <laughs> last week. It's been a big week. Yeah. Is we actually talked about if a key member of the team is off sick, who's the person that can take on that role? 
So we developed some documents which says, here's the one pager. So if the head of marketing is off for two weeks, who's the two I see? Who's the second in charge that's gonna step in? You know, if you were off for two weeks, who's gonna step into the CEO role at Founder? And I think from that, we have a good contingency around, you know, again, creating some certainty. If this person's off, this is what we're gonna do. I think that's in terms of the business side. In terms of actually helping our team, my view is that when people are in their darkest hours, we have to do whatever it takes to help them. Support them, be there for them, as a leader show that we care and help them through this. Because they've got enough challenges. If they're gonna get sick, we need to make sure we're there for them. And people will never forget that. Your team will never forget how you treated them when they go through their bad situations. Mm, yeah. And um, when we talk about costs and stuff and, and controlling the controllables, I know um, some friends uh, are trying to kind of, um, you know, ask for rental assistance or like kind of, you know, delay, um, you know, bills and all sorts of things like, like thoughts there. Yeah. So number one is understanding that current situation and have a bit of a cash flow projection. Yep. Even, I'm not talking months. I'm talking about 30 days and 90 days. What does our cash in the bank look like? But this is a good example of courage. I mean, great businesses have always been trying to get the best deal for themselves for the years and months before. But now, if your business is going backwards, you don't have a choice. Like the ability for you to go and get your costs right and negotiate hard and go and, or depending on the situation, actually go and say, you know, look, you know, Mr. Mrs. Supplier, this is where we're up to. I'd really love some support at this time to be able to get us through so we can keep buying from you because I really appreciate our partnership and I want to continue. So there's ask the question and put yourself in the shoes of the supplier and go, how could you actually make this a good deal for them? If your business is growing right now, like if your business, and there are some industries right now that we talked about before our uh, interview here, there's some industries that are you know, growing more than usual. You know, if you're in the food business or if you're in some of the technology sectors around you know, information technology support or communications, you're probably doing pretty well right now. So this could be an opportunity to leverage down and to say, we're gonna go and buy more, what sort of deal can you do for us? But mm. if you don't ask, you don't get. And so I want you to really think about every dollar, every dollar that you save is a dollar in cash. Every dollar in cash gives you more life. It gives you more opportunity, gives you more time to be able to pivot the business. So let's really you know, knuckle down and look at what those costs are. I always talk to businesses about, I should be able to ask you right now at Founder, and say, Nathan, what are the top 10 costs in the business, line by line in the profit and loss statement? And you know what? You'd know that. You'd know it. 110%. But most business owners won't. And if they don't, most founders don't know that, then there's something wrong. So let's get a gut check and understand what are we spending money on? What's the state of play around our financials? And on those top 10 costs, how can we negotiate harder? How can we reduce some of those costs? And how can we make sure we're giving ourselves on those scenarios to say, if we're down by 30%, these are the costs I'm gonna go after. But it's tough, mate. Like, it's really difficult for people to do this. A lot of founders find it difficult to actually ask these tough questions. But just know, the future of your business depends on it. If there's ever a time to have courage, if there's ever a time to know that you've gotta ask these hard questions, you've gotta do it for you and your team, now's the time. Yeah, so, um work towards wrapping up. Question, some people watching this might be, you know, just about to launch something or they've been working on something or they haven't launched yet or they're thinking about starting a business. What is your honest thoughts if it's the right time or not? Oh, look, I have a view that it's, um, it depends on the product and the market. 
but there's always opportunities. Mm. I mean, it'd be a good time to launch a toilet paper business right now, right? <laughs> yeah. But just think about where are the opportunities now? So if you go back to, well, who is my client? What problems do they have? What problems do I help them with? If we can still help those problems and those problems are still relevant today, then I think it's a great time to launch a business. The only advice that I would have is maybe bring back your growth projections a little bit. You know, it's going to be harder to sell products and services that aren't solving specific and important problems for people right now. So if you thought you were gonna grow 100% this year, maybe you still will grow 100% and maybe that's completely possible. But let's make sure that we have our costs on, if we only grow by 30% or 50%, that we model our costs the same way. But I'm still investing in sales and marketing in the businesses that I work with. I think it's important because most businesses going in tough times will sell their way out of this. Cost will help a bit, but revenue in the door is gonna be the biggest lever. So I think it's a great time to start a business, but if you cannot answer, who is my ideal customer? What is the problem that they have? This is how I solve it and help them. Then I would say, if you, do, if you don't know that, then I wouldn't start or launch the business. But if you can get that and get some clarity on it, this could be an amazing opportunity for you. Mm. Yeah, I love it. Um, talk to me about recurring revenue. Um, that's one thing I'm really big on. And, and I think during times like this, like it matters more than ever. Um, subscription revenue, recurring revenue. Um, would it be wise for people like to launch a product like a, like or you know a line of product that, that has recurring revenue like or service like what are your thoughts there what's your take look i think any ongoing revenue whether it's recurring revenue or subscription revenue or anything else which is regular is is going to be really powerful that doesn't mean that if things get worse that it's just easy street you know people could cut up their credit cards and say i've got all these debits coming off i'm just going to get rid of it but if we've got something that solves problems for customers that recurring revenue gives us a lot less problems. Mm -hmm. So some of the businesses that I work with right now have really strong recurring revenue streams. They might lose a little bit more, have a bit more churn than usual, but they've got strength, they've got more certainty. They can look out three months from now and say, this is likely what our revenue is going to be. Not all re uh, recurring revenue is created equal. You know, recurring revenue that is always one year contracts that people have to come back and re-sign is not necessarily created the same as a monthly or weekly direct debit. But think about how you can pivot your business, your product, your service into some sort of recurring revenue subscription or something that people are going to keep buying. But give them incentive to do so. Lots of businesses go and say, here, subscribe to my product, but they actually don't give any real reason. So what's the reason? What's the benefit? How, how are you going to reward your loyal subscribers or your loyal customers? To go back on something I said earlier, I find it really frustrating, even in good times, where businesses don't pay enough attention to their existing clients. I think it's a real failure of a lot of founders out there. They're always chasing the new shiny object. They're always looking at new clients and they're not paying enough attention to existing clients. Right now, existing clients, deepening your relationship with them, communicating with them, understanding their problems and helping them, that's what's gonna get most businesses through. So recurring revenue product, understand our customers and keep at it. So Steve, it's getting late. We have to work towards wrapping up. A um, couple last questions. One, um, if a client, like if someone called you tomorrow and you know never met them before and they said, I don't know what to do, I'm, like, I'm really lost, what would you say to them? So I think first of all, my message is to founders to say, you know what, you got to where you are today. You know a bit about what you're doing. 
So I want you to connect with what was your vision? Like why? Why did you start this business in the first place? What was the impact you wanted to have on the world? And then I actually want to talk about courage. I want to talk about survival. Businesses that are doing it really tough, I want to say, you've got this. How are we going to get through? Like, let's forget all the noise around the world. Let's forget all the bullshit out there and just say, what are the three things I can control today? I can control what my team are working on. I can control how many customers I speak to. I can control how I spend my time and the amount of time that I spend. So I want to reassure founders out there that if they continue to obsess about their customers' problems and helping their customers, if they go all in, if they can look back in three months and go, I worked the hardest three months in my life, I've done whatever it took for as long as it took, that's what they need to be doing. You know, it's really uncertain times out there. I don't want everyone distracted on the news. I don't want everyone listening to all the crap. I want people going all in knowing, I know that I got this. You're a smart person who got you to where you are today. You've done a lot of great things. It just means right now there's a few more roadblocks. But you've got to have the courage to push through, the courage to continue, knowing that you still be able to achieve your vision. After winter, spring and summer come. This could be the greatest opportunity after all of this has happened. So survive it, gut in, do whatever you need to do to get it done, and let's come out the other side. Last question. Um, look, this was really amazing, super valuable. I know anyone that's listening, wherever they're at with their business, they're gonna get a ton of value. Um, so thank you for taking the time, Steve. Um, where's the best place people can find out more about yourself and your work? I know um, you wanna have like a little message to people, just, uh, yeah, what would you like to say? Yeah, no worries. So as you know, I'm pretty busy with a lot of um, business owners and I'm not looking for any more clients or anything like that. So what I thought I would do, is you know recently I've decided during these events just to give my book away for free. So I think tough times needs courage. So my website, courageforprofit.com. Yeah, you've got a copy of the book here. I've got a copy of the book, which yeah. is just, you know, it's there as a free resource for people. I don't want any clients or business. It's there to help people. It talks about what I had to, some of the horror stories that I worked with about five years ago in my business. I hope it's something that gives a guide to your community and something that helps them during a difficult time. So it's just there to try and, you know, give back to the founder community and to help you guys. Awesome. Thank you so much. And look, it's an incredible book, guys. Like I've read it, Charlie's read it, and it really encapsulates all of the principles that you've taught us that that is like really good like business practice principles to grow your company and to build a sustainable company and to build an incredible company where, you know, you you can really help a lot of people and, and you know, get your product or your service into the hands of many more people. So look, thank you so much, man. No worries. You're welcome. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this interview. As you might already know, our mission at Founder is to help tens of millions of people every single week with our content, either start or grow their business, which is exactly why we're partnering with world-class founders such as Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills such as negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free exclusive trainings, please go to founder.com forward slash free. These are 100%. We go super in depth on teaching a particular topic, and I know that you're going to love them if you enjoy this podcast. So just go to founder.com forward slash free. All right, guys, I'll see you in the next episode.